0: You are listening to The Bullscast with Chris Stonage and Ben Goddard, your independent Hereford FC podcast. Hello and welcome back to Bullscast, your independent Hereford FC and Hereford Sport podcast brought to you by the Hereford Times. Myself, Chris Stonage, are joined by Ben Goddard. How are you, Ben? Good afternoon. Yeah, not, not too bad. Yeah, glad to the papers out the way for the week
1: after a, a day off a wee long weekend off and coming back to to finish the paper and catch up with everything so it's always a bit manic as everyone knows when you've been on holiday catching up with work emails and so forth yeah mixed with a type of paper deadline is a yeah it's always interesting.
0: No, nice of fun, and yeah, well, not just you've had a, a, a couple of days off. We've had a podcast week off. Um, I was away last week as well, so it's all, uh, it's all a lot of stuff to cover this week um, from the recent past and going into the recent future. Um, so last time out, we covered uh, the Filed game and Telford, obviously a four-one defeat to files. We don't really want to talk about that. Uh, let's talk about Telford. Nil-nil draw um, away from home. Ben, uh, sort of semi-local derby-ish. It's just local, local to get to. It's not too bad. Yeah. <laughs> in comparison for the, everything else in the Vanarama North, yeah, yeah, local ish. Um, how well? How was it? Was it a nil-nil draw, uh, or was it no. better to watch? <laughs> no, it was, a, it was a decent game.
1: Yeah, it was decent. Um, Hereford obviously had to make a change at the they made a change at the back after filed, uh, bringing in Ryan Lloyd, who was given um, the run around by their young centre forward. I've Got his name now. But he was Telford's only real uh, main option. And if he had uh, finishing boots, then um, Telford probably would have cruised to a 2-0 win or so. But Hereford, um, after he kind of ran the show the first 15 minutes, Hereford got back into the game as the game went on, really. Um, Miles Storey had chances. Ryan McLean had a chance. And then towards the last 15 minutes or so, um, Hereford made the change and went a bit more attacking bringing on Mitch Hancocks uh, for Ryan Lloyd and um, went, for, went for it, really. They were the only team that went for the win in the last 15, 20 minutes, um, although I think Telford could have felt they might have been out of sight by that point. But to credit to her, if they did go for it the last 15, um, probably on on another day, may have nabbed one at the end. Um, but yeah, so probably a, a point was probably a fair result against Telford. Um, two teams that that will probably have shaky starts and, uh, and we will probably be hit and miss for the rest of the season. Um, if Hereford can sort their defensive problems out, then you feel that like games like that, they, they should be winning at um, canter, really. Um, but it's, it's, it's confidence from the back. And when you have, you're not confident in your back four, then you, you kind of stems into the midfield. They feel like they need to do extra work to help out the back four. And then it kind of hinders you going forwards. I feel, and uh, that that was evident. at Telford. There was um, after the four-one defeat, um, they didn't want to concede four again. Um, and to be fair, the the young striker from Telford could have got three. Mm, if he'd yeah. had <laughs> finishing boots, so. Um, but but yeah, clean sheet and a point, but yeah, the spending. you look at it? it was a good point if would have got a positive result against spenymore but looking
0: at it after the spenymore result is probably not enough nah, as you mentioned 2-0 defeat to spenymore um and that's only what i think we've had two points out of the of the first five games defensive that- defensive errors um again
1: uh young defensive partnership low Josh Garland will be keen to tell everyone that it's not the def- defensive partnership's fault um, that they defend as a team, but you can't really look past it too much. I mean, it's it's a back four problem, I think. Um you've obviously Jared Hodgkiss was brilliant last season, started okay this season as well. Um, but the hero were led by Jamie Grimes last season, and missing Christian Pierce without spending more game was probably the decider between getting a, a positive result point at least and getting beat they were probably the difference Hereford have been pa- preparing to have Christian Pearce and their team all week and to be told on the Friday that he's not available and you're back to a makeshift back four which which it is a makeshift back four at the moment um, despite what Josh Garland will probably tell people um, it is very makeshift um, you probably you and there's an uncertainty whether they prefer Ryan Lloyd or Mitch Hancocks in there. Hancocks is more attacking. Ryan Lloyd's probably steadier, but not, not as quick pace-wise. And yeah, it just, just, just it's not good, is it? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, after after the defensive, the solid defensive unit they had last season to then concede so many in their opening four or five games, it's just, they need Pierce. they need him in. Uh, ASAP, and they need to steady, steady defensive performances to start with, and then they can start building going forward. I, I don't think the midfield, the midfield maybe leaves the defense a little bit exposed at times. That may be something that they need to look at. But you lead, you 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 have an organized head at the back shouting at the midfielders to come back and putting them in position, which no doubt Pierce will do. I just hope he's available for Saturday um, at York.
0: It would be a big boost if he is. I think it's a problem throughout the side because I saw in one of your reports like there's been a lack of cutting edge for a little while now as well at the other end. Um, and I think it did, it is impacted throughout the team. I hate to make comparisons with my own club Liverpool, but... When Van Dyke was out last season, you saw the amount of impact it had on not only the midfield, but the strikers as well. And I think it's the same for Hereford. Um, it's the same throughout all football. Um, so do you think even just the addition of Christian Pearson maybe can really boost the, the forward line as well? Luke Haynes was
1: fantastic alongside Jamie Grimes last season. Um, I don't think Ben Pollock, he's got the heart and he's got the desire for whether he's a centre-half. He's very much a learning centre-half. I think Josh Garland seizes him a center half, but he's, he's learning on the trade, the lad. So you can't be too harsh on either Ben Haynes or Ben Pol- um, Luke Haynes or Ben Pollock. I mean, they've become one now in my head. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, so you can't be too harsh on them, but they've been put there to do their job, to do our job. And it's more the fact they have not replaced Jamie Grimes until this point. And then there's this admin error or whatever happened what's ever happened with Christian Pierce that's even made him unavailable for for Telford and for Spennymoor there's two two games there that you kind of feel if he was playing the confidence for the team that they're winnable games um Hereford should if they want a top top 6 top 10 finish they should be beating them teams um and the Telford game was was there for taking really i mean there was 20 minutes in the first half where Telford didn't touch the, third, touch the ball hardly. Um, but Hereford just didn't have quite that cutting edge. And I, I think you're right. I think it is. I don't think it's the problem with the strikers. I think once they, once they start scoring, someone eventually will get a good hiding from Hereford. But it is eventually. And it's when it starts clicking, clicking into place. Um, I don't think a cut run would be bad at the moment. Um, Obviously, we'll talk about the FA Cup in a minute. But I think to get away from the league and maybe get away from Eggert Street as well with thousands of people watching their every move, um, the two young centre-halves, maybe getting away from Eggert Street for two games. But then again, York is just as... York would be probably worse. um, Probably the place young centre-halves don't want to go is York uh, because obviously... They've got a really good following and they'll be paying on any mistake, but then they haven't had a good start themselves. So whether they'll be focusing on Hereford's defensive errors or their own, who knows? I'm not quite sure York are, are too happy with their performances so far this season either.
0: Hereford against York, mate. Um, previewing that, two sides that we would have thought would have been in and around the playoffs this season. Both have had quite poor starts. Um, what are your thoughts and who should come out on top uh, up north? Well, both
1: York have been very hit and miss. I mean, two um, on defeat at home against Kidderminster, four nil away defeat at Gloucester, and then more recently a forty win against Farsi Celtic at home. So you kind of think maybe they're they're turning the tide. Obviously, they they want to spend any more free one as well. So yeah. They'll they'll be looking to to fire themselves up. Obviously, the first three games were defeats, and the last two have been wins. So they'll be looking for three wins on the trot against Hereford. Um, they look like they're they're slowly turning their form around, and they scored four against Farsley Celtic. I know Farsley Celtic, a lot of people see as the whipping boys, along with sort of Blythe, but um, but yeah, they scored. They're they're starting to hit form in front of goal. Um, seven goals in the last two games. So, yeah, let's hope Christian Pierce is, is definitely in, in the side. Um, hopefully, I'll get to speak to Josh Gowland tomorrow and, um, and get some more details on that. Um, hopefully, they know more than they knew on Saturday about whether we can play, whether we can't play, what's going on. Um, but saying that, the last two times, I obviously, we didn't go to York last season, uh, last two times we've Hereford have been to York, they've won and expected to get a kick in on both occasions. Um, so the uh, so York may start seeing Hereford as a bit of a bogey side. Um, the first occasion we went there in the Harry uh, White from on loan from Cardiff scored the winner. And then last the last time we went there, not last season, the season before. Uh, Lionel John Lewis scored an absolute world the other strike and absolutely trounced York that day, that evening. I think Herofordham won in about, I think it had been about 15 away games without a win. Don't hold me to that, but it was a lot of away games without a win. And to go to York, who were looking at a title challenge themselves that season and to give them a right stuffing, we'll be hoping for more of that
0: on Saturday. Yeah that'll be that'll be excellent. Um so moving on a county cup draw just happened just before the recording of the podcast mate. Um just give us a, the a lowdown. down Hereford against Bromyard Town. Um mm. so as someone who's not really familiar how seriously do they take these cups? So so yeah it depends um, how seriously Hereford fans will want to see
1: um a decent showing. Um but I think they'll accept that Seven, five or six, maybe, the under-18s, who hopefully will be able to to be um, accepted and registered with the Hertfordshire FA for the tournament. Um, I can't see why that wouldn't happen. I think it's happened in the past. But there's also um, a whole load of players who who haven't played. Um, so you saw your like Patrick Finney, Harry Pinchard, and Liburd Hines in goal as well. So them sort of three, four players. And also Mazi Arcuga has been without a whole load of minutes. And Zeli Ishmael may need a full full 90. So there's there's players in and around the team that that Josh Carroll may see it as an opportunity to give them full 90, uh, too. And if if they do that, then Hereford will probably win at a canter. Um, if it's more under eighteens. If it's more eight or nine under-18s and then a couple of first-teamers thrown in, then Bromyard may make make them come unstuck. Um, Whether that'll be the biggest tragedy in the world for Hereford with what's going on in the league, the FA Cup and the FA Trophy further down the line, I'm not quite sure. Um, So, yeah, it would be interesting. It's always interesting, these, these competitions, to see, one, who's coming through, from the under-18s, two who could maybe make it from the bench and make an impression. Because if if a player, if if sort of Harry Pinchard or if Sally Ishmael gets a full game um, and really state their claim on on one in, on that occasion, then they may be tra- they may be given priority on the bench or given a full ninety the next week. Um, on the Saturday, so it is an it's an opportunity for fringe players to stake their claim, and the under 18s to prove their point as well. So, it'll be interesting to see what teams. It's always interesting to see what teams sides play. Obviously, the rest of the tournament, the rest all the other clubs will, will be taking it as very seriously because um, there's a chance to get to the Wembley uh, Wembley wish um, Edgar Street final um, at the end of the season in there. So. For the rest of the teams, it's, it's very serious. Um, for Hereford, we'll see. I'm not I'm not sure. I, I predict it'll probably be 50-50 of the under-18s, fringe players, maybe one or two first-teamers, but I wouldn't have thought there'd be too many first-teamers. Um, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens.
0: Yeah. And also in that draw, Kingston have got Westfields. though. That should be a really, really interesting game. Yeah, um, obviously Westfields
1: died, um, won the local derby last week, but then Kington won 12-2 at the weekend in the league below Westfields. Uh, no, two leagues below Westfields, my bad. Um, step seven they are. Um, so yeah, so they're obviously hitting form. I watched Kington play a really good semi-final game in the same competition against Lads Club last year, uh, eventual winners of Lads Club, who beat Westfield in the final. And there, there was a lot of players who were unfit because of COVID and not playing and not training. And there was all manner of complications in that game. But Kington made a really good show of themselves um, and 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 were probably unfortunate to lose that semi-final at times. They they had chances um and lads just about had enough. Uh, to come away with, with the passing into the final. But, yeah, so Kington won't be an easy tie for Westfields for sure. Um, and then, obviously, you've got the, the holders at the moment um, head to a, a pretty strong Ledbury side. Ledbury um, have made a host of new signings. Uh, they didn't play in the county league at the weekend, um, but they've made a host of signings. Um, so, so it might be a tough, tougher than expected game for Hereford Lads Club on there as they look to retain their title.
0: Yeah, so, so moving on from football, um, we've had some success, uh, Herefordshire success uh, in the Paralympics, mate. Um, we've been following the progress of Dan Pembroke um, since he's been able to be classified um, in the F-13 Javelin. And, well, wow, he's gone and got Paralympic gold and a Paralympic record. Um, just unbelievable um, from him. I uh, spoke to him the other day and he, he was just saying how much he, uh, it sort sort of didn't really hit him until uh, the the interviewer actually said you're a Paralympic gold medalist because obviously there's no crowds in Tokyo. Um, must be a, a, a weird experience, but how good is it for Herefordshire to have, uh, and for Hereford itself, to to have a, a Paralympic gold medalist, But Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, well well done, Dan. Uh, excellent
1: performance. Um, and in ex- extraordinary circumstances, I mean, the mental strain to to go to a Paralympic games, of flying to Tokyo at the moment, and all, and obviously with the health implications um, that Paralympic athletes have as well, he, um, and the journeys that we've had to get there. Obviously, they're not as well funded, or oh, you would pro- they would probably argue as well looked after as the Olympians, um, especially not by the lottery, the national lottery fund. Um, just to put it into prospect uh, the Olympians are generally paid about I, I've been told about 30 grand plus a year um, if, if they're seen as medal contenders um, and the Paralympians will not be on that I'm pretty sure um, someone may uh, email in and let me know differently and I hope, hope they do because uh, I'd, I'd love to know um, it's not some, It's not something that's really talked about in the widespread media um, as much, really. The the funding difference between the Olympic the Olympic athletes and the Paralympic athletes should be highlighted a bit more, I think. Um, but yeah, so fantastic achievement by all the Paralympic athletes that went out there and competed, and especially Dan coming away with
0: gold for Um, fantastic. Yeah, brilliant, and he says um, his main goal now is to obviously go and beat that world record um, 71.01 metres um, which is uh, two metres more than his uh, his Paralympic record, so I'm sure he can do it um, and roll on Parish in three years' time, hopefully he can bring back another one We're um, no calling the Paralympics, Parish <laughs> <laughs> Yeah <laughs> Paralympics in Paris, Parish, I like it <laughs> Um, another sport, this guy just returned um, is rugby. Uh, Hereford and Luctonians are both playing at decent standards. So, Luctonians went to Hull last week and unfortunately lost, but Hereford rugby did beat Droitwich. um It's good to see the rugby back, isn't it?
1: Though? Oh, brilliant. Yeah, no, I'm a big fan of the rugby. Um, so, yeah, Luctonians had a trip um, away. away a, van- a home advantage is big in rugby. Um, I'm not, not entirely sure why but it seems to be <laughs> more yeah. more so than football um, to get an away win is, is quite is, is special in rugby. Um, so yeah, they were, I think, quite comfortably beat at Hull, but one of the teams that will be up there in their league. Um, they're always flying high in that league. So not, not too bad. Don't worry, Lux fans, because they're at home to Chester on the weekend. So that'll be a massive crowd for that. I'm sure obviously a, a year and a half our home game. Just unthinkable, and um, so yeah. Get down to Mortimer Park if you're not following Hereford or any of our local football teams. If you're a rugby fan, get down to Mortimer Park on uh, Saturday at three o'clock and bang those boards. That's what they say in the rugby: bang the boards. (laughs) (laughs) um, Hereford as well um, to cut to the the journey they've been on through COVID, battling back from from flood. Um, from the whole facilities being wiped out by the flood in March um, I think it was just about two, three months before COVID and then COVID hitting as well and they literally had to start from scratch building the clubhouse thanks the local businesses donating and thousands of volunteer hours as well, just fantastic effort to get their facility back to um, to one up worthy of that league and probably
0: above as well so um, we're good to see how Hereford got on this season. Yeah, it's brilliant. Um, I remember those floods actually, just looking over over in Ross. It was horrible seeing everything that was flooded there. Um, I can't even imagine what it was like um just to rebuild everything. So, well, congratulations to Hereford, R- Hereford Rugby Club. Hopefully, um they can go on and have a really successful season. Now, on to one of my favorite segments of the pod. Um, let's see how low Ben can go in the three. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, it, I've had a good week. I had sixty nine points in, in the last week, um, putting me up to twenty eighth in the fantasy league. Um, oh, Koch um, Edward Kempton is still top uh, on two hundred um, and fifty five, but and I'm sitting on one hundred and ninety six in in twenty eighth place. Um, ben, you, there's seventy four people in the league, uh, and you're currently sitting in seventieth. I see myself
1: as in a bit of a relegation battle and looking at those around me I've gained a couple of points on a couple of people as well, so I'm not right there, not, too, not too bad, not too bad not but, yeah, a yeah week. Not, not ideal and I need, I need to learn how to play it really and spend <laughs> some time to play, spend some time actually playing it as well um, but yeah otherwise
0: it's going to get embarrassing uh, <laughs> I think you might be the only man on the planet to have captain Che Adams. <laughs> Maybe maybe he'll come
1: in, in good for me uh, later in the season. Who knows? Problem, I, didn't, that, I didn't even know he was my captain, to be fair.
0: As a former nah. Blue, I can't believe you as a, as a former Blue, as a Wolverhampton Wanderers fan, I can't believe that, mate. Wow, well,
1: yeah. Connor <laughs> Cody and uh, Adam Traore didn't really uh, pull up any trees for me. They were even less than Jay Adams, so... Um, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I already knew where the goal was. I'd, I'd try and make him captain every week, but he just likes to run at
0: people and <laughs> so knock does. people over. <laughs> <There> <laughs> does. I made some transfers for the next week. Obviously, some things are going on. Um, so my team this week, I've gone uh, with Richard. I've got Richarlison in because Brazil have decided that he's able to play, and some others aren't. Um, and home is, and Mo Salah's back to being captain after a week off. Um, so yeah, let's see how that goes. Hopefully, Ben can make it into the 60s uh, next week. Uh, I, can I, just, make- I think I'll just leave Salah as my captain. That's probably the best idea, that one.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I
0: agree. Anyway, uh, thank you very much for listening to this next episode of Ballscast. Hope you did enjoy it. If you did, make sure to, uh, well, make sure you get notified every time that we put out a podcast. It should be every Thursday or Friday, um, mostly Thursdays. Um, so yeah, uh, from me and Ben, uh, listen, uh, from me and Ben, thank you very much for listening and we'll catch you in the next one.